The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the mandatory, the first live that we've done ever on the show. A really good one. Anthony Joshua gets the victory over Jermaine Franklin. Brian, this was a heavyweight bout that we were kind of wondering how Anthony Joshua would look under Derek James. What were your thoughts on the fight and how did you score it? We won our bets. That's most important. Um, so we had <laughs> we had Anthony Joshua. Uh, I had him going over seven and a half rounds with Jermaine Franklin, and you had Anthony Joshua winning by decision. Uh, very good value on both those bets. Yeah. Uh, mine was I think plus one hundred five. I think it got up to plus one fifteen at the time. Yours was like plus five hundred or whatever. Yeah, and, and I also bet um, will the fight go the distance, which was a plus 370, so two separate bets, and we hit our bets. That's that's important. We got to mention that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we hit our bets. And uh, look, I scored it 116-112 for Anthony <laughs> the exact Joshua. score that I That's the exact score that I had. Come on. I gave, you know? I gave four rounds to Franklin, and I had Anthony Do Joshua actually dominating the end of the fight. Like, I had him win 8 through 12, to be honest with you. Yeah, so I... I think, uh, and, you know, whoever's with us right now, because I'm seeing a bunch on Twitter and on YouTube or whatever, just drop a comment. Uh, let us know what you think about the fight and what Anthony Joshua said afterwards and the altercation that happened after the fight when they were just holding each other for fucking five rounds, uh, you know, before that. But anyway, uh, I think regarding Anthony Joshua and Jermaine Franklin, I thought Anthony Joshua won the fight. I thought he looked he looked fine. Um, I think if I'm Deontay Wilder, I'm like, whew, <laughs> give me that fight next. You know what I mean? He's back in the gym. He's training with trainer Malik Scott. We'll see. Uh, Tyson Fury, if I'm watching that fight, I'm like, oh, give me some of that, you know, yeah. next. But I also think that Anthony Joshua, like, you know, Jermaine Franklin, I had a lot of respect for him as an opponent because I thought that he brought it against Dillian White and deserved to win that fight. This fight, I thought he had a case probably about eight rounds of the way through. Mm hmm but then I thought Anthony Joshua took over in the last part. One thing I did say to sprinkle on, if you remember, was Anthony Joshua uh, by knockout between rounds nine and 12, which, you know, was close, close to happening, I guess, at some point. Um, but uh, Jermaine Franklin uh, was not letting that happen. And, yeah. uh, you know, for me, um, you know, overall, I, what would you call it? A C, C plus level, maybe performance from Anthony Joshua. He still got tagged a lot, had a bloody nose yeah. in round two. Shorts um, were his trunks were all red a little bit white very, and red. Yeah, Thought yeah. it was tie dye or something like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Jer Jermaine Franklin made him bleed. You know, and we were talking about this earlier when we were previewing the fight. Of course, we wanted to see how Anthony Joshua would look under Derek James, and he came out and he was a little bit conservative to start off, just kind of like how I was saying in our preview. And I think that's kind of what happens when you're under a new trainer, like a guy like Derek James. So 
That's what we saw, but he established the jab early on. After four, I had it 2-2. I thought Jermaine Franklin was definitely in this bout, and uh, Tony Bellew thought differently. He was having it. AJ just went in, bodying him, and I was like, what fight is he watching? Also, fun fact, I was on Twitter. So I also heard that, and this is from uh, Michael Benson. He tweeted, Tony Bellew in an altercation with a member of Jermaine Franklin's team at ringside <laughs> after the end of the Anthony Joshua fight. That's according to the zone commentary. Okay. Um, he also gave Anthony Joshua the first 10 rounds of the fight, which one is like, come on. But then he gave Jermaine Franklin round 11, which it's I found nowhere. weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, like, I, like, I had AJ bodying like eight, through 12. I gave all it's, those to AJ. It's, uh, yeah, I think I actually did as well. We might have had the exact same rounds for the exact same fighters, which, you know, but, but, you know, maybe we should be judges. I don't know. Uh, we, 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 <laughs> we could, we could, uh, I've thought about getting a judging license, but we could talk about that another time. Uh, that's a true story. But anyway, I think that with uh, Tony Bellew, though, like that card was egregious. And I think that he got to 11th, he got to the 11th round. And he was like, oh shit, like I don't want this to be 120 to 108. Let me, <laughs> let me just find some shit to close the gap a little bit here. It was still too wide. I bet you anything he looked on Twitter and people were like, what's up with his scorecards? Cause I know that's what I tweeted. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to give the 11th to Jermaine Franklin. So people are like, I'm not being biased here. But yeah, yeah, me too. I think that, um, with, with Tony Bellew, though, that's that the card was just bad. But I thought the ju- and the judging, I thought, you know, uh, unsurprisingly, a little more favorable to Anthony Joshua than I probably would have went. But it wasn't egregious. One seventeen, one eleven. I think there's a case for that. One eighteen, one eleven. Interesting. Mm. One round. I one sixteen, one twelve. That's how I had it scored. That's how you had it scored. I could um, see team one thirteen, maybe, but I didn't. I don't think that Jermaine Franklin like decisively won five rounds so i'm not gonna like you know be be all up in arms about that so we gotta look to what's next because obviously he was talking to tyson fury and that's what the sport is about what's next (laughs) exactly but the thing about it was coming into this fight there were so many questions about anthony joshua he even said if he lost he would retire now he had a decent performance of course under new trainer Derek James but my biggest question to you was were you wowed by this performance and number two does this set up the fight with him and Tyson Fury now and do you think we get it so I'm asking you like three questions here yeah thank you for that um (laughs) we're gonna get to this comment in a second um once we figure out how to do that properly it's fine uh but like I think what when we, we get to yeah, there we go, actually. We could post a comment right here. Tony Yayo. I don't think it's the official Tony Yayo, but says did not bother to watch. Did AJ strike fear in the rest of the heavyweight division? Which also ties into at least two of your three questions, Chantel. So what we can talk <laughs> about is like, uh, like in terms of what's next, I mean, I do think that Tyson Fury seems like the most uh, likely outcome here. I mean, that's yeah. something that they tried to like put together for last December. Obviously, it fell through. It didn't really, didn't really uh, get done. And Tyson Fury, uh, not the easiest guy to work with. Other heavyweights would tell you, Alexander Usyk uh, being the latest. But I think that that's, that's sort of the likely outcome here. And you do remember at the beginning of the year, Eddie Hearn and Anthony Joshua sort of laid out this three-fight plan for, uh, for Anthony Joshua's uh, resume this year. And the second fight would be Dillian White in like July. He hmm. said at the end of this press, con- uh, not press conference, but rather his address to the fans and the media, 
in this fight or following this fight that he was going to return in the summer. I think that Dillian White is an option. I think that I wouldn't want to see that fight as much as I'd like to see, obviously, uh, Tyson Fury. Um, to me, I want to see him fight Deontay Wilder because logically, these are probably, yeah. if not the best, the two biggest name heavyweights who don't have a title right now. You know, I would love to see that be next. I think it'll be five years late, uh, four years yeah. late, perhaps three years late. But <laughs> I, it's something that I would love to see uh, more than anything else for me is Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua's at the top of my wish list, which then means we're probably not going to get it. Uh, so where, where do you fall on this? Because I feel like I feel like the most likely outcome is maybe Fury or Dillian White. I would love to see it be uh, a Deontay Wilder, potentially even a third fight with Andy Ruiz. I wouldn't actually be totally mad Ooh. at that. Well, here's the thing. Going back to Tony Ayo, I'm not sure if it's the real Tony Ayo, but did AJ strike fear in the rest of the heavyweight division? No, I think the rest of the heavyweight division was like, hey, you know what? I could definitely get into the ring with AJ and do some work in there. I think he would lose to Tyson Fury. I think he would lose to Deontay Wilder. And I think he's going to lose to Andy Ruiz. A lot of people sleep on Andy Ruiz. That speed, Ruiz has beat him before. And Ruiz is like in the best shape of his life right now. So I'm taking a look at the heavyweight division. And I'm like, I don't think Joshua beats any of those guys. But I don't want to see the Dillian White fight. Like at this point, I just don't want to see it. It's a waste of time. Like yeah. at this point, at this point, just give us Tyson Fury or give us Deontay Wilder. It would be nice to see AJ and Wilder fight. Winner gets Fury, right? Which means we might get a Wilder and Fury four. I don't know if anyone wants to see that, but yeah. people would tune in. But I think that is probably the most exciting road because I don't want to see Anthony Joshua and Dylan White. It would be a waste of my time. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're not like, I mean, we'll see what happens with Joel Joyce. Maybe he knocks his way, knocks, uh, you know, Zhang out and, and makes his way into this conversation because he's going to fight in two weeks. But uh, like he's somebody who would be interesting here. And I actually wouldn't mind like Joel Joyce and Anthony Joshua being a fight that we see. Um, I wouldn't call that likely. And I wouldn't call that something I'd prefer over the Deontay Wilder one, because again, yeah. I feel like that's just five plus years in the making. Um, and they were coming up. Around the same time, I remember when uh, Anthony Joshua beat, I believe it was Charles Martin to win his first heavyweight title. He was 15-0. I think that was in 2015. That was uh, not long after Wilder initially beat Bermaze Devere. Not the time that he almost killed him, but the time that he won by decision <laughs> and uh, became a heavyweight champion as well and then held the WBC for years until Tyson Fury obviously took it from him. But for me, yeah, uh, my preference is uh, to see what uh, – like a big fight from Anthony Joshua, a big fight. So we got, we're going to go for probably another like 15, 20 minutes or so here. We're going to keep it tight. Uh, Cause honestly, I want to get off and watch WrestleMania and this fight, you know, didn't have a ton of, of things to, to, to get into. But I, one other thing regarding Anthony Joshua though, right? I mean, I've always wanted to see what would happen. Like, is he going to just stay? I mean, obviously if he fights Joe Joyce or Tyson Fury or Dillian White, that's going to be in the UK. But he has returned to fight in the United States since the end of Ruiz debacle. And I wonder if that's something we're going to see. Because if we're, if we're making the Deontay Wilder sort of fantasy fight right now, where would that fight have to be? Is this going to be a Middle East situation? 
because that's technically neutral territory and people can say what they want about like oh why would you want to deal with the middle east because you know where their money comes from as an american i kind of like don't really have like a lot i could stand my ground on there because like our money sucks too you know it's money whatever but i wonder if like they would do that fight in the uk in the united states or potentially elsewhere in like the middle east or something like that and do you think that would affect things being that anthony joshua you know obviously had some hometown love in the judging today he won rightfully but you know the scorecard is probably a little bit more in his favor than i thought the fight played out anthony joshua is one of those guys though in the uk that's beloved people want to see him fight and here you know in the states people love wilder you actually talk to a lot of people and they'll tell you, they'll tune into a Deontay Wilder fight. Why not, right? Great story. And he's always going to deliver a blockbuster fight. Now, I think that fight would be great in Vegas. Because like you mentioned earlier, we've been trying to get this Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder fight forever. Five years we've been talking about it at least. And we haven't gotten it yet. So it's a fight that I think is more likely to happen than, say, Tyson Fury, who wanted the 70-30 split with Usyk and then decided he wanted more, <laughs> you know, after he messed up Usyk's bag as well. But I think it's a possibility that we get AJ and Wilder before we get Tyson Fury and AJ, because AJ was also heard saying, you know what, if that's what he gave Usyk, who has more titles than Fury... For a 70-30 split, what is he going to give me? But to answer your question, I think Wilder and AJ in Vegas, that's where it should be. You know mm. what I mean? I mean, yeah, you can go to the UK and have a great time. And, you know, I feel like they've gotten the fights, but I think that's a Vegas fight. I, I, I think, to me, it's a Madison Square Garden fight. Of course but, you'd say that. You're yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because you're, you're in the West Coast, I'm on the East Coast, so this is why we have that, uh, that, uh, that difference. But to me, it is a Madison Square Garden fight. It is. Um, and, but I, I mean, Deontay Wilder hasn't fought. I don't think MSG, I don't know if he ever has actually, because PBC fights tend to be at Barclays Center if they're going to be, uh, in New York City, but I still would like to see that, uh, here, uh, as opposed to the UK, but I actually think Deontay Wilder wouldn't mind going to the UK. I feel like, I feel like if you're Deontay Wilder, like, why do you care about judging anyway? Because you think that you're going to knock him out because all your damn fights end by knockout with the exception of the one Bermain Stavern fight and obviously the first Tyson Fury fight. So I think that's kind of where we're at as it pertains to um, the fantasy matchmaking element of this. Going back to Anthony Joshua's performance, do you like this version of Anthony Joshua from what you saw? Because he was boxing a lot, establishing the jab early on. I thought he would move around the <laughs> ring a little bit better at times. I thought he was stationary. Yeah. But this was a different Anthony Joshua. And the one thing that I always said was early on, Anthony Joshua, heavy hands. He was throwing heavy punches all the time. Right. And we were seeing a lot of those AJ knockouts. And then after Andrew Ruiz, he got really cautious, started to box a little bit more. I don't believe he had like the right people training him. I'm glad he's with Derek James, but I wish he could put it all together. You know what I mean? Like, I think today, if we would have seen Anthony Joshua also drop Jermaine Franklin, I think we would have been like, yo, okay, he had a really good performance. I'm impressed. I like what I see from Derek James, but he didn't drop Jermaine Franklin and he didn't get the knockout. So he got a decision victory against a guy that he was a huge favorite over. And to me, that's a little bit disappointing. And maybe I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here, but 
I don't think that's a fight where I'm like, whoa, like he, you know, AJ kind of blew me away there. It's it's just not that. And so that's why I think going back to, you know, Yayo's comments, <laughs> he, 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 like, he didn't strike fear in anyone in the heavyweight division. It was kind of a, like, uh, performance. You know, like, I wouldn't go back and watch that fight unless I had to. No, it's, uh, it, you know, I probably will before his next fight, right? Just to remind myself how this looked, do some studying, whatever the case may be, like, what really happened. But that I'm not going to do it out of enjoyment, right? It'll just be like work. Um, I'm not going to go back. <laughs> so yeah, you're not going to enjoy this fight, is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not, not going to do it from the a standpoint of like, uh, you know, just just like Ruslan Provodnikov and Timothy Bradley almost killing each other. Like that's a fight I'll go and watch for fun because that was ridiculous. I think that as it pertains to this fight, though, I think, um, and 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 whether or not he strikes fear in anybody, I think with Anthony Joshua. Um, yeah, again, if you're another heavyweight and you're watching that fight, you're sort of salivating at this opportunity, right? And we have a comment from Astros Outlook. I know who that is. Uh, AJ <laughs> seemed tense at first. <laughs> we appreciate you, Astrid. It's yeah. true. He, he did. He seemed a little bit nervous. And he, you totally look at AJ. Like, the energy was different. The vibe was a little bit different heading into this one. And you could tell that he had pressure on him. Like, just looking at him, he totally had pressure on him in his fight. And we talked about the pressure going into this fight, how he had to have a really good performance. And I think we were left watching this fight being like, there's better fighters in the heavyweight division at this point in AJ's career. And I think because of that, he did some things today you can get away with against a Jermaine Franklin, a Deontay Wilder, or Tyson Fury... And to your point, perhaps even Andy Ruiz, because he did before, would make yeah. you pay for. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I wonder who's going to be next because, like, I, I think the top flight heavyweights. And this, we talked about this earlier today. There's a video we did. We hopped on a New York Post segment and uh, from New York Post SMY. We talked about uh, just sizing up this fight and what, you know, where Anthony Joshua's sort of career stands if and when he would get the victory, which he did. And one of the things we talked about, which we kind of disagreed on, is could he become a top heavyweight again? You feel like, not that he definitely will, but that he has the tools to do it. And yeah. for me, it's like he's always had the tools to do it and hasn't quite put it all together. And I don't feel like I think at 33 years old that it's suddenly going to happen at this point, you know? Now, when we answered that question, I don't think he's going to be the top heavyweight in the division. Right, right, right. But I yeah. think I think top five. Like, he's always going to bring those numbers in. He's always going to be able – dude, they just sold out that arena. They sold out the arena for Anthony Joshua. That can't be win, taken though. lightly. You got to win. And, and he won. And he won. No, but so, I mean against, like, not just Jermaine Franklin types. You know what yeah. I mean? I, well, I think... well, well, yeah, he has to have a big win against a big a big name as well in that top five heavyweight. So I want to ask you, actually, if you had to rank your top five heavyweights right now, how are you going to rank, rank them and go from your top one to five? Tyson Fury's number one. Right now, Alexander Usyk is number two. Deontay Wilder is number three. And then from there, I have to, like, think, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> from there, I have to think. I think okay. uh, I think this is where you can make the make a case for Anthony Joshua being next. Joe yeah. Joyce, I feel like you you, you want to see him prove a bit more. But he's in that mix on that trajectory. There's a body of work conversation you could have with Andy Ruiz Jr., who does have a couple big wins. He got dropped a couple times against Luis Ortiz last year. 
But, but he, he got the victory. He, Luis Ortiz still got power in his hands. You know what I'm saying? Percent. And he was still able to get the victory. So if I had to rank it, I'm going to go with Alexander Usyk, number one. He's got more titles. I'm going with Tyson Fury next. Going with Deontay Wilder at number three. Going with Andy Ruiz at number four. Number five, Anthony Joshua. And one guy that I definitely want to see is Frank Sanchez. Frank Sanchez is interesting. And Tony Yeo comments again. Uh, and this is probably he had Joe Joyce four, Luis Ortiz five. I think Ortiz top ten for me for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think but, Anthony Joshua makes this top five. I think Joe Joyce is probably the other one. I might go AJ four and Joyce right after just because of a body of work type of thing. I think Andy Ruiz is sort of OLI uh, outside looking in. Luis Ortiz is there as well. I'm actually looking up to see who else could be in this conversation right now. I don't think Dillian White is cracking this Wait, top let's, five. Let's, let's stop talking about Dillian White because <laughs> I, 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 I just, it's just someone I don't want in the conversation. And I'm no disrespect to Dillian White. I am a fan of his, but in this conversation, like there is talk that he would fight White next and it's just not a fight I want to see. Yeah, and then because... after that, after that, you're just grasping for straws. You're just it's like exactly. Joseph Parker, Daniel Dubois. Like you're not really getting there. So, but to me, the def definitively, definitively, we know who the top two is: Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk. You can flip flop the order if you want, but you I can. would put I would put Tyson Fury first because body of work at the heavyweight division, beating Deontay Wilder twice and some would say three times. Deontay Wilder for me is the easy number three, and then from there it becomes a discussion. And I don't think to to bring it back around to Anthony Joshua that he cemented himself as like next after the top two heavyweights in the world like you don't watch this fight and you're like oh he beats Deontay Wilder if they fought which is no. something I think a lot of people were saying once upon a time in like 2018 basically before the Andy Vareza knockout in 2019 yeah and they were also saying at one point that he could possibly beat Tyson Fury and so the only reason why I have Usyk ahead of Fury is because he's got more titles. And at the same time, he cleaned out the cruiserweight division. Got two convincing wins against Anthony Joshua, where Anthony Joshua looked lost in those fights. Except for the second one, he fought a little bit better. But Usyk still got the victory. So I'm like, yeah. man, he made Anthony Joshua look like that. And, <laughs> and you know, when we do drop a pound for pound list, by the way, if you're watching this, make sure to like, drop your top five in the heavyweight division as well. Let us know who you think. Also, let us know your comments and uh, let us know what you thought about the fight. But I just think it's one of those situations, Brian, where we're taking a look at the top heavyweights after this performance and thinking, I don't know how well Anthony Joshua would stack up at this point in his career against a guy like Tyson Fury who's going to play the social media games who knows if they're ever going to get into the ring anytime soon and then the Deontay Wilder fight a fight we've been waiting for, for forever so yeah you know what unfortunately I do think it's possible that we get him and Dillian White a fight I don't want to see do you would you want to see that fight be real I'll watch it um begrudgingly but I'm not gonna like do a watch party during the fight or a post-fight show after like you can kiss my ass with that <laughs> you know what the more that i think about it i think a trilogy fight with andy ruiz makes a lot of sense mm. because because as you remember prove that the first one wasn't a fluke again <laughs> because because as and andy remember, ruiz will be in better shape also oh okay i i like i like this uh top five as well um, black shout out to you Usyk, fury wilder joshua 
Big baby. Big baby. Ooh. Jared Henderson. Okay. He's got a think... lot to prove still, though. Like, resume, I think, comes into play. I think play. he can get there in a year, you know? Like, he's not The way they're pushing off. him. Like, I think, I, think he's, I think he's closer to top 10 than top 5 uh, because, like, you know, you want to see him do more. But he's absolutely on the trajectory. He's kind of like... He's kind of like right on Joe Joyce's heels, maybe, you know, to, to if you want to compare him to somebody, that's actually, pff, that's a fight I would love to see. And <laughs> if you uh, actually want to check out an interview um, as well from uh, Richard Torres, who said that he would like to fight Joe Joyce as well. It's on our YouTube page. Go check it out. I think that's also a guy, Richard T Torres, who's going to be a name in this heavyweight division. And you're not saying likes... that just because we interviewed him, right? Yeah, no, not, not, not at all. Because like, I'm, I'm going to be real with you by, by the way, great, great kid, but I'm going to be yeah, real yeah. with you. I we'll think back. at one point and like, they talked about this, Jared Anderson, Richard Torres, really good friends. We're going to see them fight each other. And I kind of give the edge to Torres. I know we haven't seen too much of him, but I give the edge to Torres from what I've seen really like the kid. I, I, I real quick, just a couple minutes on this before we wrap. Uh, we'll we'll bring it back to Joshua before we like wrap wrap, but just real quick because you know we're approaching that thirty minute mark and we don't want to go too too long here. I mean, come on. Uh, but with uh with Jermaine Franklin, I wonder what's next. And the reason why I pull up Tony Ayo's comments saying Franklin is probably a future big baby opponent, I do wonder. Like he fought. He fought a good fight against Dillian White, a fight that I thought he should have won. And then with Anthony Joshua, I feel like he started well, faded late. I don't think that uh, he's going to land like a heavyweight title shot or anything like that uh, at some yeah. point right now. But I do wonder, like, he's probably going to be somebody's somebody else's opponent next. Or maybe he just beats a journeyman and then finds himself in another one of these situations. I wonder if there's a heavyweight that he could potentially knock off. But, like, I mean, do you, are you even intrigued by whatever his next move is? Just talk about I really am. Loss. You are. I okay. am. Yeah, I, I really want to see what's next for Franklin for sure. Uh, just because I thought he had a pretty good performance. And at the same time, I think a lot of people thought Anthony Joshua was going to come in and just knock him out. Yep. This is a performance where you went head-to-head -head with him after four, I had it 2-2. Um, AJ ran away with After it for six, me. we had it 3-3. You Yeah, win. and like from 8 to 12, AJ dominated. But this was a fight for Jermaine Franklin where you look at his body of work, the Dillian White fight, that could have gone either way. I actually thought that Jermaine Franklin won that fight. So I'm curious to see what's next for him. I think he's a name that we're going to actually see against other top heavyweights. He's like his performance against Anthony Joshua, pretty really good. And same thing with Dillian White. Who would you want to see him next, though? Up against next. I mean, I, I think that uh, maybe, maybe, maybe someone like a Luis Ortiz or Andy Ruiz or something like that. You know, uh, I, I don't know what Andy Ruiz's next move is going to be. I'm kind of disappointed. I'm kind, yeah, but I'm kind of disappointed we're not getting Deontay Wilder versus Andy Ruiz because, like, I you think that. And we we learned later there were some complications with the PBC piece of it, right? But I, you figure that with them being PBC heavyweights that this would have actually happened, but uh, that's not going to be the case, but I would, I would still like to see what's going to be next for Andy Ruiz because I think he's somebody in this top five, top five heavyweight discussion that we could be talking about. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm taking a look at the list right Trying now. To get and... people to shut up in my crib. Yo, this is crazy. <laughs> it's all good, but maybe Jermaine Franklin is a guy that, you know, we're going to see possibly Deontay Wilder face. 
Like, would you be interested in that fight? Chisora no. Franklin next. We got from uh, Jonathan Johnson right here. Jonathan, thanks for rocking with us. Oh, God. Derek Chisora. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, Derek Chisora, uh, he yeah. just had that fight with uh, Tyson Fury, uh, which I, I knew Tyson Fury was going to just, like, not knock him out. He was just going to leave it, you know, let it go, whatever the case may be. We were going to wrap at 30, but look, if we're going to keep getting questions, because I do see a bunch of people watching this shit, but I'm not seeing a ton of questions, right? We're getting some now. If y'all want to keep us here a little bit longer, just start asking some shit. Um, and yeah. we'll, we'll actually, you know, you could also email the show. We are planning on doing a mailbag at some point uh, in the spring, maybe May-ish or so. We got to accumulate enough questions to do that. So email the show, mandatoryshow at gmail.com. Could be questions about whatever, just to keep it respectful. Um, Chisora versus Franklin <laughs> next is not something I would want to see, but I'd see it. Um, let's go to Tony Ayo's next comment because he got another one here. Twitter and Rick Laser rumors that PBC would not meet the minimums for Wilder Ruiz. And that's something that uh, we briefly touched on in the show because we had a segment about like what's what could be next for Deontay Wilder if he were to leave that PBC stable. It doesn't look like it's going to be the case, but we don't know right now. Uh, Jonathan Johnson uh, also says he's from the UK. Chisora uh, beat Pulev. Um I mean, I don't know what to do with that, but thank you for that information, Tamir Black. <laughs> Quick question, Wilder and Usyk, do we give Wilder a chance? Deontay Wilder, more than any other heavyweight in my life, I just give him a chance against whoever. Because <laughs> he's got the heavy hands, so like, he always has the puncher's chance. Like he, I, I, I've covered a bunch of Deontay Wilder fights in person. I'm in New York City, so whenever there are big fights in New York City, I tend to show up. And... That's how this goes, and we'll be so fortunate to show up to uh next one. Maybe that'll be Teofimo Lopez, Josh Taylor, June 10th, hopefully. Yeah. So maybe maybe that'll happen. When it gets announced. Officially. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. We'll see. Um, But um, I, I, speaking of 140s, we had interviews with Arno Barbosa and Regis Progray more recently. So you can check that out on our channel, Regis Progray, uh, especially. He had good quality on his. So uh, Wilder Usyk, yeah, I give Wilder a chance for that. And the reason why is because he has that one-punch knockout power. I've seen him lose rounds to Gerald Washington, and it didn't matter. Uh, I've seen him lose rounds to other inferior fighters early on. Um, Luis Ortiz, although I, I don't want to say inferior disrespectfully, but you get what I'm saying here. Like he was losing rounds because I feel like he was just looking for that opening, looking for that opening. And then he, when he finds it, he cracks the shit out of you. Yeah. And a lot of times you don't get up. So I give Wilder a chance versus anybody. I think Oleksandr Usyk outboxes him for most of that. But I think Wilder could catch him because he has the length, he has the reach, he has the power. Usyk. We don't know if he could take a Deontay Wilder heavyweight punch. We know he can take a heavyweight shot. He took some from Anthony Joshua, wore it well, displayed a chin. But against Deontay Wilder, Chantel? I mean. Okay, here's the thing. Wilder is always going to have the puncher's chance. But Usyk, the way that he moves around the ring, I'm going to be looking for conditioning at that point. Also, at this point in Wilder's career, those Tyson Fury fights were bangers. And we just got one from Jonathan Johnson as well. In the UK, we all want to see Fury versus Joe Joyce. Yeah, I, I could I could be down for that one for sure. Yeah, Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury versus Joe Joyce would be great. Um, and Tyson Fury, uh, we don't know what his next fight is going to look like. And yeah. we're start. I think Alexander Usyk is probably going to fight Daniel Dubois, which. Uh, you know, I, I'm not like super excited about, but like I'll watch it. And Daniel Dubois, like, this is mandatory. It's his mandatory. Yeah. So, we're the mandatory. 
Um, you know then- what? Exactly. Oh, wait, before before I wouldn't mind seeing Jermaine Franklin and Frank Sanchez. Sure. Yeah, that's that's probably that's a fight I'd be that's into. That's probably the right fight. Or Big Baby, uh, Big Baby Anderson, as uh, somebody else mentioned earlier, somebody like that. Like he can give you legit prospect a test. Maybe Effie Jagba after he beats Stephen Shaw, something like that. Um, Tyson Fury, Joe Joyce would be awesome. Uh, Joe Joyce is gonna fight in two weeks, and while I'm I'm not like somebody who's like uh going to you know, set away all my plans to sort of like, I'm going to watch the fight, obviously. We're going to talk about it. We're going to have some betting stuff and a preview on that leading up to it, I believe, uh, because it's not even a big week anyway. But Zhang Kabang, he showed a lot in his oh, last fight. Oh, don't, don't sleep on him. Do don't not sleep, sleep on, on him. him. Joe Joyce could, he could take a punch. He's shown so far, but that's going to be a fun fight. An action fight and it's probably not going to go the distance. Tyson Fury versus Joe Joyce would be a banger. Tony Ayo says, <laughs> is Bianca Belair fighting on day one or day two? My source is Peacock soon. WrestleMania <laughs> does not, the pre-show is on now, but the pre-show, you know, is going to be talking and talking and talking. And I'm getting off in a couple minutes because I'm going to watch WrestleMania. So all good. I understand. Uh, Bianca Belair, I do believe, though, is day two. Uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, but John Cena's day one. So, uh, you know, we, we got we to gotta see what's going on there. Uh, Jonathan says, Joe Joyce isn't scared of Fury and the fact that Fury knows that makes it hard for him. I mean, look, I, I, I don't think uh, I, I think uh, I don't think a lot of guys are scared of Tyson Fury. I just think he's a difficult guy to fight. Would you agree with that? I don't think there's fear. I think Deontay Wilder is more feared than Tyson Fury. But I think Tyson Fury, everything that we've seen from him, it's arguable that you could argue that he is the best heavyweight in the world. You could give it to Alexander Usyk. Brian and I had it differently. We switched them. But I don't think anyone's scared of him, but that's a really good fight that I think would be a pay-per-view fight that everyone would want to watch. And I think Tyson Fury would win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. If we aren't getting... Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk, or Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, how much, like, the other fights are kind of not as exciting to me. Then so we'll get before, shit like this. This is what we'll probably get. Jarrell Miller versus Jermaine Franklin. Yeah, and we'll watch it. And we'll be like, oh, yeah, hmm. we're going to watch it, right? But it's People not People forget Jarrell Miller was supposed to get the Anthony Joshua title shot before he failed like three steroid tests and then that became Andy Ruiz and we all know what happened after that so uh, yeah. do we, any last minute questions also that we can get in here because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sign off like any yeah. minute now Chantel please continue making the point you were making no the only thing I was gonna say was before we get off of here and by the way yeah any more questions let us know also follow us at the mandatory TKO like and subscribe the video if you're watching on YouTube we appreciate you before we sign off though Brian final thoughts on what you thought about this bout and Anthony Joshua's performance. And if you had to pick straight up who you want next, final thoughts. What do you say? I think that it was 116-112 Anthony Joshua. I thought he fought a, a good fight. You know, like I told you, a C-plus fight or whatever the case may be. I think he would acknowledge it wasn't his best. Getting adjusted to a new trainer, like, that's something that we, like, that's tough. You know what I mean? It's not it's not easy um, necessarily, Although even though it's Derek James, like, that relationship's going to take a while. I saw this up close with Miguel Cotto and, uh, you know, Freddie Roach. And, <clears throat> you know, that's something that, like, you know, I mean, Miguel Cotto was dominant out the gate. That doesn't always happen, yeah. but there's an adjustment period, right? And um, I think that with uh, this fight, for me and who I would want to see next for Anthony Joshua, the wish list is Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua, and it has been since 2018 at least. So I just want to see that. I don't think we're going to get it. Promotional bullshit, whatever, whatever. I would love to, though, because, look, Showtime 
and the zone have come together to make Javante Davis versus Ryan Garcia. There's hope. Arguably the fight of the year this year on paper in terms of excitement and things of that nature and what it can perform. We're going to have a lot of shit. We, we have a lot of shit on our page. I was at the press conference. <laughs> we have a lot of shit. Tank Ryan stuff on our YouTube channel right now. But we're going to have a lot more, um, you know, breaking down that fight coming up. But we got some uh, we got some questions up here in the chat. Loaded questions. Jonathan Johnson ain't come to play. Word. Okay, so uh, he said, when will we see Crawford versus Spence Jr.? Listen, I heard there's still ongoing talks right now, but I don't know if that fight's going to get made. Also, as a backup, Spence and Thurman is tentatively set, right? Mm. And so we might get that fight before we get Bud and Spence and, you know, all that drama. That's a fight we've been wanting for years. I want that fight more than I want Wilder and Anthony Joshua. Like, this would be the biggest fight of this generation if we could get Crawford and Spence. And yeah, also Tony Ayo, is there written content? If so, where Brian actually breaks down fights on the Action Network? There's a lot of writing. I do write, you can yes. always check that out. Um, but make sure to follow our YouTube page because we do have uh, tons of content on there breakdown fights, betting, and a ton of And fun so shit. Like, well. And we try to have fun, honestly. I think a lot of boxing shows take themselves way too seriously. We're just trying to have a good time. Uh, along with be professional because like we really do this shit we're not just people just showing up to youtube or whatever like no we we do like tv and shit like that like we we actually do this um and we also <laughs> have uh jonathan johnson says or javante versus devin haney i don't know if that's gonna happen i would love it though oh my god i would love this is this in terms uh, of dream what has fights, to happen for that to in happen. terms of dream oh. fights this would be near the top of my list but i don't think we're gonna get it so I don't know if we're going to get that either, but I, I do believe we could get Haney and Shakur Stevenson. How exciting that fight is for some people. I love it mm -hmm. um, because you know, like I, I do love, love defense. Um, but that that's a fight that I, I think we're more likely to get than uh, Gervonta Tank Davis and Devin Haney. But let's see what happens with Haney and Loma. Yes, Haney is huge versus Loma. Uh, we actually just broke that down on our channel as well. I did a quick preview as well. So if you want to go check that out, please do. But after 37 minutes on our first live, just want to say thank you to everyone that showed out tonight. Um, we really appreciate you. Hope you enjoyed the fights. Make sure to like that like button, hit that subscribe button. Also, uh, follow us at The Mandatory TKO. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Lots of content on there as well. And uh, make sure to still leave some comments as well. We'll be able to possibly get to it uh, when we do our next show as well. And we'll be able to answer anything that you have. And rate, review the audio version because we do have the podcast version up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Rate, review, five stars only. Anything less than go fuck yourself. No, I don't. Don't say that. You could give us four. He's no, I don't York, want four. He's being I'm not accepting four stars. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm just saying they got to be real, though, right? Like you got to be able to take the criticism if they're not trying to give us a five. No, you can, you can give us five stars. <laughs> look, I, look, I, I'm saying for for algorithm purposes, like we need the five, right? Just give us the five. No, oh, yeah, if no. You want to have your criticisms five. in the comments? Be like, yeah, you know. Brian's too much of a dick, whatever, whatever. That's fine. Just five stars, and then you could say whatever as long as you're being somewhat respectful and uh, measured, I would say. But yeah. <laughs> but no, nonetheless, uh, we are going to take off because uh, Brian wants to watch WrestleMania. I want to watch the Final Four and also the top rank card as well. Uh, but what, oh, shout out to Astrid's Outlook. She is our number one fan. So <laughs> rocking with us from the beginning. <laughs> so we got to give her an extra shout out here. Uh, but thanks so much for rocking with us. And uh, if you have any more comments, make sure to leave them as well. We'll try to get to it uh, when, we when we record on Monday, possibly. Uh, 
as well. We're trying to answer your questions, but hope you enjoyed the fight and also let us know who you want to see Anthony Joshua fight next. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for rocking with us. We'll be back soon with some more content and we hope you enjoyed our first live.